G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Johnson, Hail Mary, high ball, Arzee with it. Warriors now overlap to Vanga, kept going, then the ball. Oh, it's on again by Leah. Back to Devanga, throws it over the top. Johnson keeps it alive. Harris, it's on the deck for the 18th time. And now they can't offload. It's almost, it's almost Sunday when that play ends. But the Dragons have done it. It's a glorious win, in their opinion. <laughs> glorious win, in the words of uh, Andrew Voss there, who was, of course, the commentator for that Warriors performance, where they let another one slip, losing 24-18 to the Dragons. In a week that saw Matt Lodge leave the club, uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita turned down a new contract. It's not exactly a week uh, the Warriors fans will be that chuffed about, you wouldn't imagine. Um, and Andrew Voss, it's got Andrew Voss going as well, particularly the Matt Lodge side of it, uh, which is uh, really interesting to say the least. And I say that in probably the most, I think, polite adjective I can think of. Vossi, good morning to you. Uh, the Matt Lodge thing is, uh, it's it's just crazy. Crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, good evening and good morning and hello to everyone listening all over the world right now, uh, Smithy. Look, I've, I, can I say this first of all? I've enjoyed engaging in debate uh, with the fans on this particular story, Matt Lodge. I would say my opinion is in the majority, but minority, I do get their side of view as well. Look, Matt Lodge won't be the first and won't be the last, or hasn't been the first and won't be the last to do what he's doing. But I, but I just see it this way with his departure from the Warriors. Now, whether he likes it or not, Matt Lodge comes with some pretty serious baggage. And he can say, well, well, people can take the view, well, no, it's time to move on. Well, that's fine, but clubs have sponsors and Matt Lodge comes with baggage. So if a club takes on Matt Lodge, while he gives his best on the field for them, they are also doing him a favour. And I think the Warriors did him a giant favour, signing him when they did last year. Uh, take him out of his contract with the Broncos, looked after him. In the end, he's played 14 matches for them. He has played alongside blokes that are New Zealand-based players that have sacrificed for the last couple of years being away from family members. You, you wouldn't think some of that sacrifice and admiration would rub off even a touch. For Matt Lodge to say that my future, and he's a pro footballer, so you've got to play where you go, to not even give New Zealand a day as an opportunity to play your football and say, well, nah, not part of my future. I think he's ordinary. I really do. And that if I'm a Warriors fan, I'm probably taking the attitude, well, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Um, Because I think he has used the Warriors as a transit land. People can look at it differently. And I know there's other players, you and Aitken, and others that said they're not going there. But I'm saying Matt Lodge is is a special case. Uh, given his background, and I think he owed the Warriors more than 14 games, to be perfectly frank. I think he owed them a few seasons, having linked up with them last year. I really do. And, and oh, look, I don't begrudge anyone earning money. Of course, you earn as much as you can in your football career, but the Warriors were looking after it. And the Broncos are paying some of his money as well. I don't think it's such a big sacrifice to move over to New Zealand there 
to keep playing the rugby league if you're a professional footballer, is it, Smithy? No, I don't think so. A lot of people have found this quite a nice place to spend a bit of time, particularly if you're a high-paid professional. But, however, uh, we're not going to see it. And uh, as uh, a lot of people have on this side of the Tasman have said good riddance, uh, let's just move on. But we also will be moving on without Chanel Harris-DeVita, which is a, a bit of a blow, I would imagine, to Cameron George and the recruitment team. Absolutely. Uh, with age of players, certainly, and the time they've put into Chanel Harris DeVita, and I'm a huge fan of his. Like, I, I've, you know, I, I curse every time he suffers an injury because that has checkered his path through to the level I think he can get to. I think, you know, courageous player, good defender, good skills, can kick as well. I think he's got a lot of strings to his bow, Chanel Harris DeVita. Um, and I'd like to think that potential can be realised in a Warriors jersey. Um, but it looks like that's not going to be the case. Again, I suppose it's a situation where you can't begrudge if there's more money elsewhere. But I don't know. Chanel Harris DeVita, is he, uh, he, he just feels to better his football elsewhere. I mean, there's plenty of players that have left the Warriors and kicked on over the years. But. If I'm building for the future, he was one player that that I would have thought of a handful of players the Warriors needed to keep. Um, otherwise, you're just constantly in a rebuild phase, aren't you, Smithy? If you can't keep mm-hmm. the players that you put work into, and, and he's at an age where you know you want him to be in your side for the next three, four, five years, then all you are doing is rebuilding one after another and looking for replacements. Right, let's look at that performance uh, over the weekend and uh, probably epitomised by Sean Johnson, if you look at it, horror start. Moments of brilliance and then disappointing at the end. I mean, uh, you called it. How did you see it uh, on reflection? Yeah, great, great, uh, great account there. Sean Johnson's game at the moment is inconsistent within 80 minutes and therefore the Warriors' performance is inconsistent. You know, a couple of weeks ago there, the game against Cronulla, uh, you think that he'd be able to steer them home, but it, it didn't happen. Then the magic round, you know, 26-0 um, coming up to half time could have been 30-0 big second half. I mean, the football's all over the place. And uh, the other day, seesawing game, they're in the contest, but it was a game between two teams playing at a level um, outside of the top eight, to be perfectly frank. Um, yes, the Warriors could have won, uh, led 14-12 halftime, then led 18-12, but then when the match is on the line, um, Dragons score the last couple of tries. I'm not getting, you know, blown away by the Dragons form. It's not like the Dragons did anything incredible to win. And it's not like the Warriors did a whole lot wrong to lose. It's just the level of performance. And Nathan Brown would be disappointed that 11 rounds into the season, that the, that the form week to week and indeed within 80 minutes is just, it's just not where it needs to be. So, um, you know, some, some pressure rounds. Yes, you can turn things around. Look at Canberra the last few weeks, Smithy. They have turned things around. Mm-hmm. But this week, if the Warriors don't, beat Newcastle, then you're asking some really serious questions because Newcastle is a team very much struggling at the moment. Uh, Vossi, uh, I can uh, experience this with you a little bit. Um, when you call live sport, there are things that you cannot prepare for that you've never seen before. And we saw that, and you called it like that too, uh, with a rolling mall type situation at the end. <laughs> I think you asked your co-commentator, have you ever seen that before? No. Bizarre, and we don't even know if it's legal or not, do you? Well, well, it can't be legal. First of all, I, I probably I, I am prone to exaggerate. I said there were twenty five players involved in the tackle and one ball carrier, <laughs> uh, so, so I had everyone in it. Never seen the like of it. But can I be frank? Let, let's be serious. How the hell is that not a penalty? There were dragons, def, uh, dragons players dragging Warriors defenders off, like. If you're an attacker or you're trying to support one of your teammates with the ball, 
the rule books, you're not actually allowed to put a hand on a defender. I reckon I saw 16 hands of Dragons players on Warriors defenders, dragged them out so the Warriors couldn't complete their work. And uh, No, extraordinary moment, extraordinary incident, but in the fair income department had to be a Warriors penalty, and I don't know how that was overlooked, but anyway, it happened. Okay. Uh, obviously, we're, we always talk about Reese Walsh every Monday, um, and we can. I mean, it's, it's, the difference in the game may well have been Lomax's kicking accuracy, goal kicking accuracy, mm. but up until that point, Reese Walsh has been very good. I mean, around ninety percent. So, just a down day. Yeah, he'd only missed three kicks all season, uh, and they're all tough. And it was a little wet and all the rest. Um, but was it the difference between the teams? Look, there wasn't much between them. They're, you're right. Um, so, if it boils down to that, I mean, it's not like Zach Lomax was banging them over from everywhere either. Um, but Reese Walsh definitely had the harder kicks. No question of that. I mean, some of the Warriors' tries were right in the corner. Centimetres in from touch. Uh, would have been nice to get a few more. Probably, you know, if they had of At no stage did they lead by more than six. You know, if they had had that little bit of extra breathing space, would that have made it a little different? Quite possibly. But because the lead only got to six, the Dragons always fancied their chances, and they, you know, that was a little unfortunate. I don't think they lose the game because of Reese Walsh's goal kicking. I look at Reese's general form, not having the impact of last week. I think clubs have, you know, teams now that they know him well after last year have, have, have you know, he's in their cheat sheet every week in their coaches' notes, and they know how to deal with him. He's certainly not having the same impact, but. I suppose he looks around him and there's a few players off their game. and they, everyone, If everyone could improve by, say, uh, 10 20%, um, then the Warriors are going to be in with a chance of winning every game they play. The side I saw on Saturday, I thought Dallin Wateni Zalesnia was very good. I thought Adam Fanua Blake had one of his best games again. Um, Jasavanga tried his heart out in game number 100, but I don't know whether... And, and Vailia had his moments at the young centre, but I don't know whether everyone can look at themselves and say, "Well, I, you know, I gave it more." And I, you know, I, I think they might have left a little bit out on the field some of the some of the boys on the weekend. Before we leave the Warriors uh, in this particular review, uh, Vossi Dunamis Louis could be heading there, heading here uh, from the Raiders. What do you know about him? Uh, journeyman. A journeyman, you know, Broncos and Dragons and Raiders. And best play, Ricky Stewart got the best out of him at the Raiders. So he is part of the, the Canberra fold when they made the grand final. Um, so, so he'll give honest performance. And, you know, if you're signing Dynamis Louis now and he's, he's playing his trade in the Intra Super Cup up there in Queensland, then you're signing, a, you know, a, a front rower who can play 40, 45 minutes. You'd be looking from Dynamis Louis. Uh, could he play at the level Matt Lodge could at his best? Well, probably not. But you do have to have... Um, those troops on the ground. With Dynamis, keep it pretty simple. Hit the ball up, run hard, quick play the balls, and that's all I need from you, and, and that's what he'll do. Right, let's look at uh, other key matches over the weekend, uh, Vossi. Uh, man, oh man, I had to have a double take when uh, I, I didn't actually see this one, but I had a double take when I looked at the result. Cowboys 36, Storm 6. The Cowboys' form is real, Smithy. That's the first thing. Uh, got a terrific uh, batch of young players that are coming through at the moment. There's Jeremiah Nanai in the back row, Tom Gilbert, uh, Reuben Cotter, Murray Talungi on the wing. Um, they're all playing at their best. They're playing with supreme confidence. They have turned a corner, and they're now making winning a habit. And the 24-0 wipeout in the second half of the storm, so impressive. Their defence has been good all year. As I say, defence is not a fluke, Smithy. You know, you don't fluke good defensive stats. You might fluke a few points, tries off kicks and the like, but defence is hard work 
and obviously hard work is paying off for the Cowboys at the moment. Um, their form is the real deal. Are they as good as Penrith? No, they're not. But they deserve their position on the ladder. Eight wins, three losses. Well done. And for Melbourne, huge question mark. Um, beaten 68-12 to 12 the last two weeks. It is most un-Melbourne-like. And I'll put it this way. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hand over to Cameron Smith, who I have on the program of a Monday over here on my breakfast show, The Goat. Uh, I asked him, Penrith at full strength versus Melbourne at full strength at the moment, hypothetically, who wins? He said, reluctantly, Penrith would win. Uh, so Melbourne have a bit of improving to do, both when they're at full strength and when, obviously when they're below strength, as they were again on the weekend with no Pappenhausen and no Jerome Hughes. But Melbourne haven't got the aura they once had. As I look at the table, I see the Broncos on uh, 14 points, which uh, at this point has them tied uh, fourth equal. I'm not sure anyone was forecasting that. That's a pretty good season uh, that they're putting together up there. Five straight wins uh, with that latest victory and playing the Gold Coast Titans this Friday night. I don't think anyone's going to be tipping the Titans uh, at Suncorp. I'm thinking six straight for Brisbane. And by the end of this weekend, um, you know, top four going into the origin period. And blokes like Selwyn Cobbe will be playing rep football. There'll be some players playing origin this year, whereas in previous years, um, you've been looking past the Broncos because some of the blokes haven't been well, but, uh, but you know, Carrigan and Flegler and these sorts of blokes have all got their hand up uh, to play for Queensland. Well done, Kevin Walters. Well done, the players um, have turned a massive corner. Uh, and, and again, another team. They, it's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. They, you know, they, they have obviously worked very, very hard and are buying into what the coach wants them to do. And, you know, th- their best working games at the moment seems to be the back 20, you know, and that even it makes it even better. That's the same as the Cowboys. The Cowboys are finishing off every game strongly, and the Broncos are doing the same. There's a lot to admire about that. Let's uh, look at uh, the Panthers, who were <coughs> just efficient enough, as they tend to be. Uh, 33-12 over the Roosters. Uh, first one at the SCG since 1985. <laughs> uh, this, is a, uh, this is a good story. Uh, not so good about the the end of it, though, was uh, our friend Jared Wairere Hargraves uh, and his explosive rant at Jared Sutton. Well, I, we, we joked about it this morning, but I, he wasn't sin-bin for swearing. He was sin-bin for calling the referee bro. Don't call the referee bro. He's not your bro. Uh, so, sorry, Jared. <laughs> you, you, got, you, got, you got James Fisher-Harris in the head as he scored. It was an obvious eight-point try. The referee... I don't, I don't think he was going to sin bin him, but he was going to explain, look, it is an eight-point try because you've clicked him in the head. But then when you call him bro and then the swearing, um, so Jared, have 10 minutes off. That was disappointing for Jared, but he does wear his heart on his sleeve. I'll say this about the actual game. 28 minutes through, Smithy, it was nil all. You know, and the Roosters were competing, but what a side Penrith are. They have got more gears than any team in the competition at their disposal. They went up through the gears in quick time and suddenly it goes from nil all through 28 to 18 nil at half time and pretty much game over. This competition, Smithy, is Penrith's to lose. They are, if they stay fully fit, they win the competition. I make the statement right now, 11 rounds done and dusted. Penrith, give them the trophy uh, unless someone can jump out of the ground to beat them. Because Penrith at their best, no one will beat them. No, it, it looks that way, which is, in a way, quite sad. But then you just sit back and admire. And uh, having said that, we were talking about the EPL this morning. Uh, Vossi with an English correspondent. And Manchester City were 14 points clear in January yeah. and won it with the last basic kick of the, uh, won it with the, last kick of the game almost this morning. Yeah, so yeah, won it. it can happen in sport. 
Oh, of course it can. And, and you know, there's so much to happen. There's a, there's a representative period. Um, Penrith might go flat after that. Potential of injuries, those sorts of things, of course. And, mm. and another team, you know, I, while I'm saying, you know, the Roosters aren't going to beat them, that you, you know, back into the season, get a bit of momentum going into the finals. It can take you all the way through to the, uh, to the grand final. Uh, potentially. Mm. Um, yeah, I wasn't thinking Souths were a grand finalist this time last year, but come the end of the season, they, they picked up their act and they made it all the way through to the grand final. But I'm just, I just know what I've seen from Penrith. And we're not looking at a team here that's just doing it this year. They've done it 2020, um, making the grand final, 2021. They win the title and now they've carried on the form this year to another level. And all those players with that experience of grand final success, they are better for it. Vili Army Kikau is a case in point. Never played better. He is so, he, he is, he's in the game all the time. His defensive efforts are great now. Um, he's riding the crest of a wave, a winning wave at Penrith. Jerome Luai's never been better. His game the other night, you know, 9 out of 10. Nathan Cleary... I don't I, like he played well, but I didn't have him. I did not have Nathan Cleary in my top five or six Panthers the other night. That's how well they're playing as a team. That their main man doesn't have to be the star. Uh, so no, they're a terrific side and and deserve their spot on the ladder, and they're the best in the league. Uh, just finally, uh, Vossi, a big following, of course, in this country of uh, the Manly Sea Eagles, just uh, knocked over by the Eels, twenty-two twenty, but losing uh, Tom, losing Tom for the season, maybe. Massive blow, obviously, um, and, and and incredibly painful. And I, I, I you know, I, I heard um, Brad Fittler's account of it yesterday. It chose the competitor. The ball was over the dead ball line, but there was Tom still competing for it, and then uh, unfortunately suffering the injury in the process. Uh, Manly definitely don't make the top four without Tom Trebojevic, um, and and sitting on the ladder. Well, they can make the eight. The fact is, they are level in eighth position at the moment with the Rabbitohs and Canberra. So it's not like they've got sides absolutely on fire them a fire around them. The Raiders have picked up in recent weeks. So I'm certainly not writing them off for the eight. But without Tom Dravojevic, they don't make the top four. And therefore, I don't have Manly as a, as a true premiership contender without Tom on deck. Just to tell you that Justin Thomas has uh, birdied the second playoff hole. So he's got a one-shot lead over Will Zalatoris as they go down the, the next one. Um... Just uh, finally, I'm just looking for some um, uh, Australian any uh, Australian sport. We should think I noticed well, you lost well, Matt. Uh, you, well, you, well, you, well, you, you, lost, you lost Matt. Well, no, I think the biggest sport of the weekend we have to talk about the election on Saturday, um, Smithy. Oh is that yes, we've had a, of course. Had a change of prime minister, and for our, for our listeners right now who aren't aware, it's an amazing statistic that was told to us by a listener earlier this morning. So Scott Morrison, our previous prime minister, a Cronulla fan has been replaced by Anthony Albanese, who is a, 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 a rampant Rabbitohs fan. Incredibly, the Canberra Raiders in back-to-back weeks have beaten the Prime Minister's team because this time last week, they beat in Magic Round, they beat <laughs> Cronulla. And then yesterday, with a change of government, they beat the Prime Minister's team, the Rabbitohs. That, that could never have happened anywhere in the world, could it? <laughs> that, that the Prime Minister's side has been beaten back-to-back weeks by the same team. Well done, Canberra Raiders. And the fact that it's Canberra, well, well, which is our home of Parliament House, adds a little, um, adds a little uh, extra to the stat. And someone also texted us this morning saying, we forgot to mention, and there was a change in the Lodge. Uh, Matt Lodge moving on. So we had the Lodge, we had <laughs> all of that. So there's a little political tie-in with sport this week. 
Well, is there any possibility, the way you change Prime Ministers, they could beat a third one in this, <laughs> before the NRL's over? Oh, I think Albo's going to last the week. He's off to Japan, would you believe, tomorrow. He's off to Japan. I, I don't think something's going to happen there. But, you know, oh, well, we said that Peter Dutton now may be the opposition leader. We're thinking he might be a Broncos fan. So watch out for that maybe in three years' time at the next election. If he gets government and the Broncos are playing on the Sunday, load up. Campbell responsibly, of course. About much chances that happening is Matt Lodge coming to your place for Christmas dinner, I reckon. Well, yeah, well, Matt, it's just football. We're just talking football here, but I'm, I'm, you want me to call it as I see it. That's how I see it. Plenty yep. can disagree with me. That's fine. It's just my opinion, but I'll stand by it. Warriors, hard done by. I think Matt Lodge owed them more. We love that, Bossy. We love you calling it as you see it, uh, whether it be on the field of play or in review with us every Monday. Thank you so much for your time and those honest thoughts. Have a great week, my friend. You too, Smithy. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.